how God is like the coronavirus. People are freaking out a lot because they're confronted with something apparently uncontrollable and for the most part unknown. Some people can see it, but most people can't. And when you're confronted with something like that, you have really three choices. You can pretend it's not happening and just do what you would usually do. You'll probably get sick. You can panic and freak out. That will not prevent you from getting sick. Or you can adjust to new conditions and live, even if for a short time, in a way different from the way you are accustomed to living. The Samaritan woman at the well went through that, that third stage. But what she experienced with Jesus was, in a lot of ways, an experience of prayer. It's sort of a paradigm, what happens to her, for what our experience of God is like. Jesus approaches her and asks her for something. Give me some water to drink. But she doesn't understand what he's asking for, and she fights back. She kind of talks back to him, and she says, you don't even have a jug. Where are you going to get water from? Are you greater than Jacob? You're definitely not greater than Jacob, whoever you are. And Jesus redirects that, but still doesn't quite get to her in the way that he's trying to. He says, whoever drinks the water that I have to give will never thirst again. This is often what our life is like and what prayer is like, that God invites us to one thing, and we don't understand what it is, and so we fight back, and God sort of has to redirect us and gently guide us back. And from this encounter, from being confronted with her past, but not in a way that's shaming, but in a way that's all-embracing, from discovering that she, with everything she is and has been, is completely known and completely loved, this woman undergoes a transformation and her life adjusts so that she can go back to this town that probably has vilified her and rejected her and be in that town a testimony to the identity of Jesus. He's the Messiah and the Savior of the world. The Catechism of the Catholic Church says that prayer is where our masks fall. Not our medical masks, but the masks that we all put on to get through each day. Whatever that looks like for each of us. But in prayer, we are completely known and completely loved. And God wants to show that to us. And if we're not willing to take off those masks in front of God, 
he will, if we give him even a little bit of space, slowly but surely start to peel away the layers of that so that we're not tempted to pretend in front of him. This Samaritan woman at the well, somebody realized this was going to be the gospel this weekend, and there's this image going around online of not the woman at the well, but the woman at the Purell. (laughs) She experiences the terror and the exhilaration of knowing that she is completely known and completely loved as she is, and it results in her running out to testify to her community. But there is also a terror and exhilaration, not just of being completely known, but of what is completely unknown. And we don't know what to do in the face of that, And that is why there is no toilet paper at the store. Because people are confronted with the totally unknown and the uncontrollable. And perhaps there's something rational to getting a lot of toilet paper, although coronavirus does not increase toilet paper use. But people are reaching for something because the culture we live in doesn't provide a security of knowing that one is completely loved and completely known as one is. And so we keep digging in these wells of our hearts for something, something that's going to stop us where we are and let us be as we are. We're looking for water we can drink that will cause us never to thirst again. Purell that you won't have to refill, that won't leave you dissatisfied. We're looking for a protection that we know is infallible, that we know is real. In a couple of weeks, on Good Friday, we'll read from John's Gospel about how at the end of his Passion, A soldier puts a lance into Jesus' side, and blood and water come out. Moses, in the first reading we read today, strikes a rock, and this water pours out. And that rock is really Christ. And the the water that comes from that rock, and the water that comes from Christ's side with his blood, is the living water. And he is our protection and our purification, he is the one who knows us completely and embraces us, not without asking for some conversion, but embraces us precisely as we are.